Hi, I'm Izzy and welcome back to the Gleason First Time Buyer Podcast. We've created this podcast to help you on your home ownership journey and we'll be covering everything from interior tips to finance advice and everything in between with some amazing guests joining us along the way. You'll be able to find our podcast on all the most common streaming services, but also on our YouTube channel, which you can find by searching Gleason Homes. For our fourth podcast, we're joined by one of our fantastic field sales managers, Daisy Flint, who is here to answer all your questions recently submitted on our Instagram and Facebook stories. So Daisy, introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about your role and how long you've been at Gleason for. Hi, everybody. Um, my name's Daisy uh, and I have been with Gleason now for three years, just over three years, but nobody's counting. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit about my role. Yeah. Um, so it's a new role that's been introduced to Gleason. Um, and I think one of the most important things that I really do is bridge the gap between the business and the business needs and the customer. Um, so I'm really sort of like out there supporting the team, supporting yeah. the customer journey, but then obviously have the focus of the business and the business needs as well. So just bridging that gap between the both. But you don't get bored then on a day to day. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Every day is different. Yeah. Um, I'd say that, that it's just like that typically at Gleason anyway. Yeah. Every day is different. It's got so much to offer. Definitely. Um, so no, it's great. Cool. Well, we recently submitted a um, question on our Instagram stories and we've had lots of exciting questions. So let's get stuck into it. Um, so at home with Abby and also Haywood JE have asked you, what is the most important part of your role in your opinion? Um, so the mo- most important part of my role I think really is just sort of what I've mentioned is really being the bridge between the business and the sales team and the customer. Um, It's really important that, you know, we are putting the customer first in everything that we do. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to manage the business expectations. Definitely. Um, So that's probably the most important part about what I do. Nice. So um, what does a typical day look like for you then? Okay, I'll do a typical week because okay. <laughs> I don't get it all into one day. Um, so being in a field sales manager, typically I do working from the office a mm-hmm. certain length of time and then I'll be out in the field with the team. Yeah. Um, I'm involved from everything to do with signage on development, you know, the setup of sales, mm-hmm. sales offices, um, briefing show homes, designs in, uh, land appraisals. So going out, having a look at land, you know, the land that's coming through where we're wanting to buy it. Yeah. Um, does it suit the Gleason um, brand, okay. um, the product, things like that. Also as well, I get involved in coaching. So coaching the staff, oh, uh, the sales system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do mystery shopping at Gleason. So we get involved in sort of like learning them skills, um, coaching them to exactly what we need and how we want them to be. Sales and build meeting. Uh, so speak it, liaising with, you know, heads of construction. Yeah. Uh, discussing each plot within our region, where mm-hmm. it's at, what build stage it's at, discussing dates for when we're looking to complete on the properties. Mm-hmm. Um competitor reports so looking at our competitors within the area yeah uh, seeing how they're selling what do you ever like sleep got. or is it just like a 24 <laughs> no I do sleep <laughs> um yeah it's exciting but then like today I mean look at today yeah. this isn't a typical day getting involved in things like this yeah um discussing Gleason the company yeah everything that we've got going on really 
working with the marketing team so discussing on the developments you know that we've we're marketing the brand correctly we're looking Mm -hmm. at the signage to make sure it's it's all correct uh we're looking at community engagement as well what can we do that can get Gleason's name out there um and support the local communities we're real big advocates for that so wherever there's that opportunity we are always looking for that as well so um what developments do you look after then or how many developments do you look after on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis so at the moment I have two developments which I am responsible for and manage um one's in Bradford and one's in Doncaster um it's really been something that I can get stuck into and make my own and sort of navigate this new role um so that's been really exciting as well cool so moving on to the next question which has um also been submitted by at home with Abby Um, what is the one thing that you always tell your sales executives? Customer first, customer first, customer first. (laughs) (laughs) Everything we do at Gleason is always about putting the customer first. I'm very much of the mindset that that should be their focus point. Mm -hmm. Whatever's going on on site needs to be led by putting the customer first. Yes. Everything that goes on behind the scenes, that's what we're there for. That's what the management team are there for. You know, we can pick up pick up that side of things um so it's always about putting the customer first and also you know a lot of the coaching that we do especially around mystery shopping is how would you like to be treated you know if you were going through this experience especially as a first-time buyer who's never done this before how would you like to be treated yeah put themselves in their shoes kind of thing yeah like definitely you want to remember that experience you know they're never going to have this experience ever again similar to getting married well for most people I would think they only do it it once (laughs) we were talking in our last podcast with Liv and Tom and Liv was saying how it's like it's that picture when you've got your keys and it's like you're holding it up and I think she was saying she got her nails done to get the picture yeah. of holding up the keys. I mean, how is lovely similar. is that, yeah. you know? And that's a memory that they will have and exactly. they'll have that forever. So that starts, especially now being in management as well, you, you underestimate really what goes on behind the scenes because mm. that is starting right at the beginning of, of even looking at the land that we acquire. Yeah. You know, it, it really does begin there yeah. in everything that we do, you know, setting up the sales offices, designing the show homes, you know, how who who are we who are we marketing who is it for yeah um and we're trying to look at always putting the customer first in everything that we do so this actually leads on very well to our next question which has been submitted by saffron olivia how do you choose your show home decor talk us through that experience. what a fabulous name saffron i know it is <laughs> um yeah i think so what we tend to do is obviously we always look at the current market trends at the moment you know seeing what's out there what are the other competitors doing as well but we do have interior designers so mm-hmm. all our show homes are done by interior designers yeah. um, and what we tend to do is we tend to brief in ideas that we'd like so typically at the moment we're, we're looking at our key workers that we sell to yeah so where we can we're trying to design maybe it's a bedroom you know around the uh, the key worker rainbow or something yeah. like that you know incorporating those sort of designs yes that's lovely um, we then put like a bit of a mood board together it goes into to be briefed and then we pick and choose what we like, what we don't. Yeah. Um, but it's quite a long, a lengthy process. I think that'd probably be my favourite aspect of the job. Getting It's like Sims, but real life. It is like Getting to design, get design and show homes. <laughs> I used um, to love playing Sims. Yeah, same. And roller, roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes. That's a good one. Gleason's expanding to roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> 
So um, our next question um, is, well, we've got a few questions actually about the build stages. So Rachel Winter um, is asking, I would love to know all the build stages of a Gleason home. Oh, I don't think we've got enough time (laughs) in this podcast to go through build stages. I can give you a brief overview, but I think think it might be worth like, have you podcast? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We can get one of the build managers to chat to us about. We might have to rope you in for another podcast to talk to a build manager. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can give you a brief overview. So th- there are 21 build stages in total. Okay. Um, for us, in terms of the customer, they tend to start from about build stage four because that's when we look to release a home for sale. Yeah. Uh, and build stage four is actually what we call slab foundation. Okay. So that's when you literally see a piece of concrete on the ground and you sort of think to yourself, how on earth is that going to become a house? But it does. Um, and then it goes right up to 21, which is CML stage. So what does CML actually stand for? So CML stands for Council of Mortgage Lenders. So what the document is, it is produced by the insurance provider that we have on all of our developments. Um, usually and typically it is um, the NHB. Although there are other insurance providers available um, across some of our developments. What it means is in order for us to obtain the document, the CML, the property has to go through various inspections by the NHBC. Okay. Um, You may have heard like sales executives talking about, you know, it's booked in for a drains test. Yes. Or it's booked in to have its air test done. Um, These are common, you know things that you will hear towards the end of the process okay because it's what the nhbc or the insurance provider come on and do in the property once it's gone through the various tests that they're outlined by the nhbc they produce a document called the cml which is the council of mortgage lenders that document is then sent through to solicitors um because as part of the conveyancing process contractually we can't hand the property over to you without that document right Uh, and that document then issues your 10 years builders guarantee because mm-hmm. uh, all our homes come come with warranties yeah. uh, and that's one of them at which point then once we've got the cml it will be 14 days then to completion at which point we will be able to give you a confirmed date for legal completion so the countdown can begin then the countdown can begin <laughs> yes uh, prior to that all our dates are estimated yeah um and that's one of the perks of buying a new build as well i mean you yep. get a dedicated sales representative yep. that can give you updates can let you know where your house is at week on week yeah you, you don't get that buying a second-hand no, home, you know? You're you left completely on your own to sort of navigate that process, which isn't an easy thing. It's not no. an easy process to Especially deal with. Especially for a first-time buyer who's never done it before. Absolutely. So, you know, that's that's the reason why we're there and that's yeah. the reason why we want to put the customer first so that they understand the whole process from yeah. start, start to end. So, actually, going on from this, we've had a really interesting question um, from at Money Minimalism. Um, asking what are the benefits of going for a new build over a second or an older home that was a mouthful it was well done I don't think I could have said that <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't take me a few times to be <laughs> um yeah what are, what are the perks to buying new over second hand well clue is in the title new build yeah everything is brand new so you've got clean, fresh walls, you've got new appliances uh, you've also got your warranties you know it's with with secondhand homes, you've got you might have an older boiler that's been put in that that might be due to be needing yeah 
changing or you know whereas everything within a new build is brand new yeah it's yours ready to put your own stamp on it yeah um you won't be finding any kind of like leftover I don't know where I'm going with this. Storage in the attic. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what's up there. Yes. Yeah, we exactly. hear stories of people finding like Christmas trees in the <laughs> attic and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. None yeah. of that with a Gleason home. No, absolutely not. Um, so I think that's the real benefit of, of buying a new build. It is a blank fresh, canvas. blank canvas. Yeah. Um, our energy bills as well are a lot lower than, yeah. than secondhand homes. Um, so yeah, it's... It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, our next question is from at Brianna Vira, um, and she's asking, are there any online communities for each development? So it isn't actually something that's run by Gleason officially. Um, It's not something that's promoted, but we do encourage it on social media um, to set up your own Facebook community group. You know, when you've purchased a home on one of our developments, we are actively on social media um, and we do have the hashtag Gleason community. Um, We've also got brand ambassadors. um, So we are creating communities. Um, We're just trying to do it slightly differently. I think what's nice about what we do as well, especially from a selling point of view, Mm. we get to know these people straight away. Yeah. You know, we we can recognise oh, they're going to be living next door to so-and-so and they're going to be living next door to so-and-so. And, <laughs> you know, see it like blossoming. Yeah, you can, you, yeah, you genuinely can. And, yeah. it, and, you know, it is conversations that we do have in the sales office. Oh, so-and-so is living to so-and-so. Oh, that's going to be so nice. Yeah. And they've got a little dog. Oh, well, they've got a little dog. I bet they end up going on walks together Aww. or, you know, and then when yeah. you see things popping up on Instagram um, and on Facebook, it's just so nice because you know you've been a part of that. Yeah. It, everyone's quite like-minded that, yes. that live on our developments because we predominantly sell to first-time buyers yeah. um so they've been living at home with parents or this is the first time that they, they've owned a home yeah and similarly that all their neighbors are in the same position yeah so they really they create their own communities without knowing it yeah really. um I and i imagine think, they probably have like really good parties or yeah yeah um <laughs> I mean, I do know that some of the sales executives have been invited, you know, before really? and they've said, yeah, if they've had like street parties or they've brought them food Aww. during the day and yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's really, really yeah. nice. Oh, nice. Um, and then I think our final question for this podcast is submitted by Amy Hart and she is asking, are energy bills, I know we've touched on this, but maybe just to go in a bit more detail, mm-hmm. are energy bills low in a Gleason home? They are. Um, for new builds generally, but for Gleason, um, I know I know we have touched on it. Uh, we haven't got the most up to date stats, uh, but from previously, the average running cost for gas and electric in a Gleason property was averaging about fourteen pounds a week. Yeah, that's really not that bad when you think about it not at all I mean especially if you've been paying rent or you know in in an old terraced house and then you come into a brand new Gleason property averaging about 14 pounds a week for gas and electric I mean we cannot we all know what's going on at the moment especially with energy prices um so there's no doubt that that would change but it's probably another reason really to buy new yeah um because we're still you know conscious of trying to keep those energy energy costs low. Yeah. Uh, typically, as well, in a brand new home, you've got a, a new bill, a, a new boiler. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, but in an older property, you know they need changing probably every ten to fifteen years. Um, so it's another saving buying a brand buying a brand new property. Yeah. Whereas in a second hand one, you'd you'd obviously have that to replace. Yeah, have loads. So I hope that's answered that question. 
So that concludes our fourth episode for today. Thank you so much for joining and answering all the questions from our lovely customers and hopefully potential customers as well. Hope you've enjoyed it. I have, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Let's see what happens. Yeah. Well, we will be talking to you again shortly um, with a few more questions because we've not managed to answer all of them in this episode. In our next podcast, you'll hear part two of our chat with our field sales manager, Daisy, where we'll be answering more questions submitted by our fabulous customers on our Instagram. See you next week.